0: We hear a lot about diabetes, but how much do we really know about it and how it manifests? Hi, I'm Dr. Lat research lead from HVMN, and today I'll be talking on a topic that is very close to home for me. I grew up with a lot of family members affected by diabetes. I'm genetically predisposed to diabetes, type 2 diabetes, and because of that I'm determined to use my scientific knowledge, healthy lifestyle, and nutrition to continue warding off that risks Hence in my PhD, my research was in type 2 diabetes and cardiovascular disease. So let's get straight to the basics of diabetes, type 1 and type 2. Type 1 diabetes is insulin dependent diabetes where the pancreas produces very little or no insulin at all. It is usually caused by genetics or some viruses. Up to 95% of diabetes cases are type 2 diabetes. We'll be focusing on type 2 diabetes because it is highly preventable as it is driven by lifestyle and nutrition. So the more you arm yourself with knowledge around lifestyle and nutrition, you can easily prevent type 2 diabetes, or even in some cases, reverse it. Insulin resistance is a hallmark of type 2 diabetes, where organs or cells cannot react to insulin stimulation. Here is a quick definition of type 2 diabetes in terms of ranges of blood glucose. Now let's dig deeper into the metabolism of type 2 diabetes primarily glucose metabolism and hormonal response. When we eat carbohydrates, they get broken down in our digestive system into glucose molecules and then circulated around the body in our blood. And that is also why it's called blood glucose. When you eat carbohydrates, your blood glucose goes up. And when your blood glucose goes up, insulin gets secreted to control the blood sugar. And that is when insulin spike happens. And when your blood sugar goes down as your insulin is working, then your insulin will follow. So that's how glucose metabolism works in a healthy individual. So what happens in a diabetic individual? Now let's look deeper into insulin resistance. Studies attribute insulin resistance to inflammation caused by metabolic abnormality and lipotoxicity, especially in obese individuals. Some might ask, what about diabetic individuals with normal BMI? No definitive conclusion has been drawn yet, but there are some hypotheses around these people with normal BMI, but with very high body fat percentage that causes lipotoxicity, and then that leads to insulin resistance. Some studies also showed higher prevalence of insulin use, indicating rapid beta cell failure amongst people with normal BMI who are diabetic. The insulin resistance of peripheral organs including liver, fat and muscles Lead to glucose intolerance, which is initially compensated by increased pancreatic beta cell insulin secretion. This hyperinsulinemia may be sustained to a certain extent or it may cause cell death as the cells are not able to meet the high demands for insulin. So, again, the insulin secretion goes up to meet the high blood glucose until the beta cells fail and lead to the decrease of insulin while blood sugar remains high. Most healthy people think of diabetes as a disease with high blood sugar. And that's it. But that's not the end of the story. That is just the beginning. Now that we know what happens in the bodies of diabetic individuals, why their blood sugar is so high, and why does it remain high, what does it all mean? People often do not connect the dots between this metabolic dysfunction to all the medical complications that follow. We have cardiovascular disease. Cardiovascular disease remains the major cause of mortality amongst type two diabetic patients. Following a myocardial infarction, diabetic patients have almost double the rate of mortality and three times the rate of progression to congestive heart failure. Infections and amputation. Poorly controlled blood sugar that occurs in diabetes can limit blood flow to lower legs and toes causing nerve damage. This may not be sensed until the problems have been developed. People with advanced diabetes may develop wounds or sores that do not heal, and eventually result in loss of the damaged toe or portion of the foot or leg. It is estimated that every 30 seconds, a leg is amputated, and 85% of these amputations were the result of a diabetic foot ulcer. Then we have kidney failure. When an individual develops chronic kidney disease from diabetes, they will have to go through dialysis, and complications can severely and negatively impact their quality of life. Well, I hope I didn't scare you too much with the complications. The good news is, it is completely preventable. So what can we do to prevent this? First up, we have nutrition the biggest contributing factor to maintain your metabolic health. You have to look at both quantity and quality. No matter how healthy a meal is or a diet is, it doesn't matter if you are eating excess calories because ultimately all these excess calories will get stored as fat and that increases the chance of getting lipotoxicity and increasing the chance of getting insulin resistance. Second point on quality, try having foods or meals that have low carb content. Or if you really have to have carbs, try having foods with low glycemic index that doesn't spike your blood glucose to a very high level. And that includes broccoli, cauliflower, whole grain, and the list goes on. Definitely no refined carbs with tons of added sugar. Now there is a diet out there that has shown promising results in treating diabetes. And that's ketogenic diet. By limiting your carb intake to 5% of total calorie intake per day, you are decreasing the insulin secretion or the insulin spike and also decreasing the chances of insulin resistance caused by the high blood sugar. In addition, the ketogenic diet has also shown to have anti-inflammatory properties. Second point of intervention, physical activity. Now, this is more of a longer term solution and the key to success here is consistency. It is a lifestyle, one that leads to a healthier present and future life. It has been shown to prevent insulin resistance, and even in some cases, increase insulin sensitivity, which means your organs and cells would react to insulin stimulation much more readily, and that means you don't need a very high level of insulin in order for your organs to take in glucose and control your blood sugar. And that is a good thing because your pancreatic beta cells are not being stressed to the limit in order to produce the high level of insulin to match that high blood sugar. So pretty much the opposite of insulin resistance. So when exercise is paired with proper nutrition, it can be a very powerful preventative intervention against diabetes. Now to my third point, stress management, rest, and overall well-being. All these little aspects of life, when not managed correctly or properly, may lead to obesity and increase risk of type 2 diabetes over time. So for example, stress and lack of sleep can actually increase your risk of obesity and eventually it will increase the risk of type 2 diabetes as well. So get proper sleep, manage your stress well via meditation, exercise, go for a walk, clear your minds from all the stress throughout your day that will eventually help you in the long run to prevent against diabetes. So start building healthy habits now and your bodies will thank you later. The last point is regular monitoring. Especially if you're genetically predisposed to type 2 diabetes, make sure you speak to your doctors about your medical histories so that you know your risk of developing type 2 diabetes and your doctors can actually recommend the best way to prevent them. And in this case, ignorance is not bliss, because the earlier you catch it, the more things you can do to improve your condition, as well as prevent further complications. So to summarize the points on type two diabetes, diabetes is a metabolic dysfunction that causes high blood sugar and high insulin, to a point where our pancreas can't keep up with the insulin demand due to insulin resistance and eventually fail. Insulin resistance may develop years before one gets diagnosed of type two diabetes, Obesity may lead to insulin resistance and later on type 2 diabetes, but there are also cases of diabetes with normal BMI. Get your blood sugar and insulin checked regularly to be more certain. Diabetes is not just a disease with high blood sugar. High blood sugar is just the beginning and that opens up the door to many more complications that we wouldn't want: cardiovascular disease, kidney diseases, nerve damage, infections, etc., etc. Some may ask, is it too late if you're pre-diabetic or early stage diabetic? In short, no. That's the whole point of this video, is to provide you with the insight and understanding of type 2 diabetes so that you understand your body better and knowing the solutions to prevent type 2 diabetes. Now we have to remember that type 2 diabetes is a lifestyle disease. So in order to combat it, we need to change that lifestyle that causes it in the first place. I do encourage self-experimentation around different diets, different exercise routines, but make sure that you have accumulated enough information and knowledge around the subject, or even consult the professionals, your medical healthcare provider, your dietitians, your personal trainers. Make sure you supervise your experimentation well so that you don't cause harm uh, to yourself. It's your body, your data, your life, so live it well, and I'll see you next time.